Welcome to the Writer's Block. I am your host, Jennifer Harris, freelance writer, blogger, and indie author. The Writer's Block exists to give resources, tools, and visibility to other indie authors, especially minority writers, writers of color, and black writers. Let this podcast serve as a haven for all of you who need light in these dark times and who may not have a soft place to fall just yet. Even for those of you who have a desire to write and need support to keep going. Get your pens, get your paper, we're about to circle the block. Hello, 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 dear ones, my writing troublemakers, my linguistic acrobats, my word witches, and my all-seeing oracles. It is Jen Harris once more, yet again, and still again, celebrating the blessing that is season three of The Writer's Block, and I am so, so excited for y'all to join me. Now, for those of you who have not necessarily followed the space for some time, and I may be new to your hearing, I want you to know that September is what I have christened deemed and will perpetually deem back to writing month now what is back to writing month back to writing month is again taking that time from your lazy summer days to truly begin to refocus that energy or lack thereof or redirect that energy or repurpose it toward writing toward what is what it is you may have put off for the summer gotten distracted from or even discouraged from again I deem September Back to Writing Month because it's right before, well, two months before NaNoWriMo. Those in the, those in the know understand what that acronym is and may even cringe a little bit at it. But NaNoWriMo is National Novel Writing Month, and that is for the month of November. Watch this space for encouragement as it relates to that. But today I want to come to you all and just be a beacon of hope. I know that writing can be a very solitary act. It can be isolating. It can be discouraging. It could even be intensely frustrating. And you could also feel like you have no support or that no one will ever support you in your endeavors and your genius will remain hidden. But for this particular show, I want to remind you that one, that's a complete lie. And I want to give you some pro tips on how to keep going. Grab a snack. Writing, my beloved, is always going to be a solo sport, of course. On some ways, it is meant to be something that you you do solo. There is an intimacy that you have to have or you must develop between your self that you that you present to the world and the self that you hold dear. And in between that space is that creative energy, that need to write what you're thinking down. I will never say that it's easy. Matter of fact, it'll be the hardest thing that you will ever do. And because it is the hardest thing you'll ever do, on some end, it's right that it should be hard. And in the space of that reflection of 
of knowing that writing is hard. I believe it was Tina Fey or Amy Poehler that said that being a writer is is um, like having homework for the rest of your life. And on some end it is. But the one thing I want to admonish you all on today is this concept of support. I touched on this briefly and we'll touch on this briefly next week for uh, the encouragement pages on J.B. Harris Writing Services. Make sure that you are following that space. The website for that will be in the show notes. But the one thing that encouragement pages are meant to do is to encourage you every day to write and to not be afraid of your imagination and to begin to branch out and launch out into those deep spaces. And those deep spaces are owned by you. So what about this thing called support? I remember being eight years old when I first started writing. When I wrote this, I want to say it's silly now, but now in um, the retrospect and the advantage of age, it wasn't silly at all. When I was about eight years old, and I believe I've told the story before, and I actually tell the story again in uh, my memoir, Write Life, that you can find on Amazon, that too will be in the show notes. That I was eight years old and I wrote something about the rain. Uh, when I was in elementary school, we were studying something that they call, that I'm not sure if they, what they call it now, but then it was a personal narrative. So something, a story about yourself or something that you've experienced. You know, that thing that they make you do or they used to make you do when uh, you came back from summer vacation. They tell and they ask you to write the essay, how you spent your summer. To me, I think that most elementary school teachers did that for two reasons. One, to see where all the kids were as it relates to writing, as in can these children write? And also to kind of kill time. But that's neither here nor there. But when I gave this when I gave this personal narrative, this poem, this essay to my third grade teacher, who is Miss Constance Kelly. And I have no idea as of this recording, if Miss Constance Kelly is still alive or still teaching. Um, she was a young teacher when I was, a, when I was eight. So she had, she had to be no more than in her early thirties or late twenties, early thirties. So she would be technically in her sixties now or about to be in her sixties now, since I'm almost 40. And it, this this happened 32 years ago. So she may be retired now. So, but I want to, want her to know if she ever were to stumble across this show, thank you. Thank you so much. What she told me was, you're good at this. You should keep writing. Writers need three types of support. The first is the acknowledgement. What Miss Kelly did in affirming my talent just on this small notebook piece of paper that I drew in the margins of, that was a catalyst for everything else I was going to do. She didn't know that, I didn't know that, but her being in the vantage point and the position of being an authority figure, a teacher, her affirming me there was invaluable. Even now, I look back on it and want to weep a little bit Writers need to be identified. It's not just good enough to say, hey, you know what? I'm good at this. It hits different, as the kids say. It hits different when someone else sees that in you and calls it out of you. When they give you permission to keep calling yourself that. You don't necessarily need 
outside affirmation to declare yourself to be a writer. It just feels sweeter when someone else does it for you. So when you are identified, that's a whole that that begins the undergirding of the support you're going to need. And undergirding is just basically a foundation. It's what you can rest your head on. It's what you need to get to the next set of challenges to get you to the next level. That needs to be identified. And I don't think that happens enough for black and brown children or native or uh, Native American children. That doesn't happen enough. One of my favorite Native American writers is actually Sherman Alexi. He's he's brilliant, he's sharp, he's witty. He can be kind of a troublemaker, but I like that. And it is important that you affirm these types of abilities in minority children. It is imperative, it is imperative. So as we go forward, now that, now that we've identified one portion of the type of support you need as a writer, let's get to the next two. It is with great joy that I call myself a writer. And because I have that particular joy, I love to identify that in other people with that same with that same bent. As Shonda Rhimes says, you know, I'm I'm <laughs> I'm getting old and I like to lie. But in those lies I create worlds and and uh people and uh situations that I actually have seen either in my own life or I'm scared myself of actually coming to pass. But it is still with that particular girlish fervor that I call myself a writer. So which again, I have a personal stake in that particular type of identification for those in my world who I see and know to be writers as well. So the second type of support that writers definitely need is the support of sharing. What does this mean? Sharing is simply, if I tell you about something that I'm working on, let me just dump my head on you real quick. Let me begin to espouse, let me begin to pontificate, let me begin to construct the world that I, that I see in my own mind in real time. Let me trust myself enough in your presence to know that you will just hear me out. You don't necessarily have to agree with, you don't necessarily have to completely stand, but I will need you to just be there. That is integral. And if I can do nothing else on this particular show, but to remind you all to find out those people that you can dump your head on, those people will be pillars throughout your career. They won't steal from you. They won't take your ideas. They will literally sit there and listen to you begin to unzip and unfurl your imagination. Those people are completely invaluable. Seek them out, seek them out often, and they too will be the people who will help to preserve your work. What do I mean? Um, You all know that I've quoted Stephen King on this particular program many times, and I cannot recommend his book on writing enough. It is indeed, it's an anchor book. You really need to get it in your library. Just like Shonda Rhimes is the year of yes. The one thing that I will say about King is that we would not even know 
Stephen King if it were not for his wife, Tabitha. It was Tabitha who actually saved Carrie from the trash. It was Tabitha who told him to finish it. It was Tabitha that told him to submit it. It was Tabitha that told him he had something. It was Tabitha that helped to push her husband, Stephen, who at the time Carrie was, he was writing Carrie, if memory serves, and again, he talks about this in his book on writing, that he was working two jobs. Uh, he was teaching, he was working at a laundromat. Um, I believe Tabitha was working two jobs and, you know, they had a trailer with no water and they had kids. It was, it was, uh, they were, they were truly poor and trying not to be. But even in that, he found time. I don't even know how he did this. He still found time, time every day for two hours a night to write. So between the whirlwind of being a father, being a responsible adult every day, he found time to write. But when he got to Carrie and he thought that he had just written, in his words, the, the most all-time loser, it was Tabitha who told him to keep going. So those people who you can dump your head on, those, those people who see the potential in your work before you do, those people will be pillars. They will be harbors. They will be lighthouses. Those people are invaluable, my dear oracles. They are invaluable. And because they are invaluable, treat them as so. Because once they move from your circle, either by happenstance, and happenstance can be, <laughs> can be a myriad of things, but they're, hard to, they're very hard to replace. They're very, very hard to replace. So keep those people close to your heart because they will, they will indeed protect yours and be that rocket fuel for you to be able to continue to see the wealth and work in your own work and keep you going. And the last type of support that you will need as a writer is someone to buy your work, someone to follow your blog. Now, follow your blog, follow your space, follow, you know, stand your books, share your stuff. And again, this is a shameless shout out once more, once more yet again, still to them to the incredible Christopher Watson, who I shouted out last for um, the bonus show. I thank him for all his love and support for even how he stands this podcast um, and how he is a proponent of all black writers and trying to get us as much exposure as possible. Chris is a pillar and I love you. Thank you for everything. And you need people like that. You need people who see your work and become fans of it. You need people who will buy your book no matter where it is, no matter what it costs, no matter what platform it's on. You need people by which see your work and say, hey, you know what, I like this, let me tell someone else about it. You need, you need the support of your tribe. Now, I know that sounds very esoteric, kind of out there, but every writer has a tribe. Now, what do I mean? Everything you write won't be for everybody. That's just point of fact. Let us embrace that. Let us digest that and let it be what it is. Everything that you write won't be for everybody. There are still people to this day who don't like to kill a mockingbird. And there are still people to this day who think Gone with the Wind is just racist. There are people that think Toni Morrison is overrated. I don't know who those people are. I have not met them, but I have heard people not like her work because they think that it's, it's, it's not their cup of tea. Because how she describes things, they don't necessarily like it. <laughs> But at the same time, 
you need your tribe of people. And how do you make those tribes of people? I am a proponent of every indie author having their own space. What does that mean? That means you need to have a blog with your if the, with your info on it and that it'd be maybe a central place for people to come in and read your stuff. I am a I'm a proponent of every writer if you have a concept, you have if you have um a particular story that you want to write, again using the more using Morrison's wisdom, if you have a book that you, if there's a book that you want to read, you may have to write it. As as problematic sometimes as, as uh Amazon and Kindle KDP can be as it relates to self-publishing, there is nothing wrong with self-publishing. I know many writers who use that because it evens the it evens the playing field. Not everybody is so hung up on traditional publishing anymore. There are still those of us, myself included, who dream of the big book deal. But until that comes to pass, until that happens, until you know you get the agent and the money, you still write, you still create. You still you still give yourself the space and permission to let your imagination walk all over pages. So you need the support of your tribe. You need the support of people who look forward to your emails in their inboxes every day. You need the people by which follow you on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and what and whatever social media outlet you have in order to see what you're doing. And more about that as Back to Writing Month becomes becomes uh closer to its end because that's a show in and of itself but the one thing you need to understand is that those three types of support that i that i just mentioned those things are always going to be needed needed and necessary they're never not going to be needed and necessary i know that i said that writing is a solo sport and it is but you cannot exist outside of a writing community that will be what we touch on next show But you also have to remember that we write independent and interdependently. You still need the support of people who are doing the same thing as you. Again, that that is also a portion of your tribe. Don't neglect that just because you believe that you don't belong there. I have met some of the most incredible women in my online writing groups. Some of them who y'all may never meet and some of them who I shout out all the time. The four I shout out all the time clearly are the lovely Chanel Hardy, who I adore with the world, Tiffany Richardson, who I adore with the entire planet, Raquel DeLimos, who and Tiffany and Raquel actually run big black chapters, who I love. I love them. I love them with everything in me. And also my sister, Tanya Thompson, now Tanya Ransom, who runs Nightlight, the Black Horror Podcast. If not for the invention of the Internet, I would not know any of these women. And it makes my heart sad to even contemplate that. But I love them. And they are part of my tribe. You all are part of my tribe. The people who find me on uh, on my blogs are part of my tribe. And I love each and every last one of you. And I thank you so much for your support. This podcast would not be even what it is if not for you all. And I am totally humbled that you tune in each week or when I put up bonus shows to hear what I have to say. So remember your support, my dear ones. Remember that you deserve support. Remember, remember that other people in your tribe also deserve support. So again, we write independent, independent, and interdependently. You can do it. I believe in you. And you have my complete support. Well, 
my fellow storytellers, oracles, and other writing troublemakers, it is that time again for me to leave you to your thoughts and words. Remember to follow the Writer's Block podcast on social media. You can find us at the Writer's Block Official on Instagram and the Writer's Block Podcast on Facebook. If you are interested in advertising with us, would like a book to be recommended, or know an indie author who needs more shine, make sure, pretty please, to email us at circletheridersblock at gmail.com. Special thanks to Valor Music LLC based out of San Antonio, Texas for all audio production and mixing. Remember, you have the power to bend blank pages to the will of your pen. See you all again next time when we circle the block.